Adventures in Feeding My Fam is a weekly podcast discussing the challenges and fun around feeding your family healthy meals. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years, so I know the importance of good nutrition. But I'm also a mom of three, so I understand the challenges and humor that comes along with trying to make this happen. In this podcast, I'll share my tips, tricks, and menus, but I'll also share the stories and food prep failures that come along the way too. Interview guests will discuss family food traditions, how to strengthen bonds around the family table, as well as their favorite family recipes. There isn't one right way to feed your family, but there are countless stories and you can take bits and pieces and learn from all of them. Welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Feeding My Fam. I'm so excited for today's episode with Jen Legra. She's amazing. She's got lots of stories and a great life perspective. She's the creator and author of the blog and website, Drinking the Whole Bottle, where she spreads her message of living life uncorked and infuses uh, spirit and celebration and fun into every aspect of life. She also mentors women and invites them to show up completely to infuse magic, fun, and celebration into their business, family, and best selves. To get a taste of the fun, join her and husband at their monthly virtual happy hour for a silly good time. Here's the episode. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Jen. I'm so glad you could make it to the podcast today. Uh, I think my listeners are really going to love to hear what you have to say because you always bring an energy and enjoyable enthusiasm to the things that you do. So welcome. I'm really glad you're here. Thank you. It's so nice to hear. I love getting compliments. So So I know you have two kids. Tell the listeners a little bit about your family now and who cooks, who plans the meals, that type of thing. How, what does it look like for present day? So very different, very, very different than how um, my, I'm curious. I have to actually ask my husband. I think his family was a little more sit down and have the meals together. Um, but for me, it looks very different than, than how I grew up with family dinners or the lack thereof, <laughs> the traditional sitting yeah. around. The- right. I don't know how much of it is because our kids are still young. And so while they have after school activities, for the most part, everybody's home by five o'clock. Uh, so we are, and we're, we're really on top of the family dinner thing and we make it a big habit and a big deal every night. We have like questions that we ask around our dinner table. We try. I was just going to ask, like, do you infuse some of your, your fun, um, your games and stuff into your family meals? We do. I mean, some of it, it's just for us, it's really about being intentional and trying to, um, you know, focus on, our family, or even kind of inwards, like we have a few questions that we ask. The, the main game that we play on our dinner table is called Who Loves Who? And uh, the only rule is that everybody has to get chosen. And so typically, and the, it's funny because the kids will, as kids do, they will, um, it's like whoever mentions the game first is the person who gets to start it. So they're always very like, oh, can we play Who Loves Who? <laughs> 
um, so that they could start off. But so they will then pick somebody who's at the dinner table and say, I love mommy. And it has to be the reason that they give has to be like a specific reason for that day. Um, so I love mommy because she helped me with bake cookies for my class. And then, so then the turn goes to me and then I have to choose somebody else and say, I love, um, Bappy or your dad because he, um, gave me an hour break and just kind of like, you know, let me take a hot bath or something. Um, and so we go around the table until everybody's chosen and everybody gets a chance to pick somebody. Um, and then it just adds like a really warm feeling around the table and then around the meal or whatever it is where, and you know, sometimes you get stuck and one of the other stipulation we've added that you can't, you can't say, um, I love Papi because he made this meal because our, my is like the main cook of our house. And so I'm like, no, that's not fair. We can't just love him because he makes delicious food. (laughs) We have to find something else. Um, He's more than just a cook. (laughs) Right. They're still little. And so sometimes we'll let them get away with the more overall basic answers. But we do try to make it like be specific. Like what about today um, is a reason that you love your brother or your father or your mother. Um, so that's, that's one of the, the ones that we do around the table. And then the other one, which I had gotten, there's a few more, but the other one that we'll do sometimes I got from, I forget her name. Her, she's the owner of Spanx. Oh, right. Okay. I had seen a video that she did once where her father asked them, like, what was the, what did you fail at today? And she said, just like looking at it now, um, you know, in hindsight, she, what, exactly what you were saying with gratitude, she would like look for ways that she failed that day. And it was like a sense of pride. Like, well, you failed, but that's great. Like, let's celebrate that failure. Um, and so we'll try to do that one every once in a while, just to, again, sort of, almost like brainwash them (laughs) into thinking, you know, gratitude is awesome, but failure also teaches you a lot. And so we definitely are very intentional around the dinner table, as opposed to how I grew up, that it was kind of like everybody was eating at separate times in different rooms and not all together. You know, it's a way to, I don't know, it's just a way to communicate and something to get that communication outside of just like the typical, how was your day? Which I think that question could usually just be like, it was fine. Well, it's a Um, close-ended question. So that's fine as an appropriate answer. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's a big part of our meals and our dinner time together is that sort of being intentional and like being there together over, over, and happens to be over a meal. Um, which is always a win-win because we we love eating <laughs> in this house. And so then when we could add something awesome to it um, and it's kind of taken on a life of its own, like we'll, we've done some big Thanksgiving dinners or we have a family that we've done a lot of New Year's Eve, um, New Year's Eve's with. And the kids will be like, we play Who Loves Who? And it'll be a table of like 15 uh, people. Yeah, that's nice. 
And so it becomes, and everybody's always like, oh my gosh, like I love this mm-hmm. game. Great thing I've done on New Year's Eve or Thanksgiving or, um, so yeah, it's kind of taken on its own little life and, and it's, it's them, right? It's their idea. They bring it up. And so that's super cool to, to watch, to see. I love that. And the way you talk about it just kind of brings me back to your entire concept of um, drinking the whole bottle. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing with that? Yeah. So drinking the whole bottle, um, when I started it, the joke was that it was, that it's a metaphor for life and a confession. Um, and it came came from a, a quote and this, the metaphor part of it makes sense when you know the quote and it's a quote by Paulo Coelho whose um, most famous work is the book, The Alchemist. Mm -hmm. But as another book where he says, accept everything life has to offer. Um, All wines should be tasted. Some should be sipped, um, but with others, drink the whole bottle. I'm sure I mangled the quote, but it's essentially... That's the gist, yeah. Yeah, it's essentially about trying everything and some things you're not going to like, but you got to probably try those things anyway. And then with the other things that you, that you do love, you know, sort of savor every drop of all of that. And so, yeah, drinking a whole bottle has since, you know, the, the newer tagline is sort of living life on court, savoring every drop. And, um, I think just looking through that scope for so long, cause I've now had that website for about almost 10 years. I feel like a lot of what we do and the scope that we look through has to do with how could we savor these moments? How do we live life on court? Um, and it doesn't matter if it's something quote unquote mundane, like sitting around a dinner table Um, There is a way that you could enjoy that and savor it and make it special and bring some kind of celebration to all of these little things that, uh, that you're doing. So what's your husband's uh, specialty to make in the evening? It's almost unfair. I hate talking about it because especially like wives and I get it are always like, (laughs) Lucky, like he just, and I'm like, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I make breakfast. Um, right. We all have our fortes. He he's such a good cook, but and part of it, I I argue with him a lot. I'm like, you're, but you like it. I get so stressed out when I'm making dinner, unless it's something that I know really well. Um, I was like, I read the directions 36 times and I'm, it could be like macaroni and cheese from the box boil water. (laughs) And then I, you know, and then I come back I'm like, okay, wait, boil water. Uh huh. It's just so stressful to me. And he's so natural, um, in the kitchen. Like it doesn't stress him out at all. He just kind of like flows around there. Um, he has a specialty God. Or like a go-to, a regular meal? Right now. And that's because the kids ask for it a lot. But um, it's it's essentially this like gourmet version of macaroni and cheese. And, and it's evolved from a lot of different ways. And I will take some credit for it because I had this roommate in college who whenever we would be just like, 
tired and hungover the next day, we'd be like, Lauren, please make us your macaroni and cheese. (laughs) And it was just, it was so good. Like she had her own recipe. And when I was pregnant with um, our daughter, with our first, I wrote Lauren and it had been like years since I had talked to her. And I was like, please, I need that recipe. I want my husband to make it. And so he started kind of making that recipe and then we would play with it. And then um, we got a recipe from Wolfgang Puck, I think, that oh, yeah. we hang with that was another mac and cheese recipe. And so with all of these recipes, we've just sort of taken different things. And I mean, the kids are every week, we kind of include them in our meal planning to a certain extent because they would ask for macaroni and cheese every week. Uh, But they will always ask for mac and cheese to the point that if we're making like a special birthday dinner, instead of saying like we order pizza or, you know, the typical, I mean, macaroni and cheese is typical for kids, but it's just, it's an epic macaroni and cheese. Um, yeah, their definition of mac and cheese is like this elevated, supreme version. Right, right. And so actually the, a funny story with that mac and cheese is we had neighbors of ours who um, are teachers at the same school that my husband is a teacher. Somehow we got on the topic of talking about his macaroni and cheese and they were like, oh, like, would you, would you be willing to, you know, kind of not a real bet, but we can have like a mac and cheese off. And I was like, I, I don't think you want to, <laughs> don't think you want to battle. And they, you know, so it became this epic talking a lot of crap. And so we did end up, it was like, let's get together and do a Sunday football Every you know, whoever wants to be involved will bring their best macaroni and cheese, and we'll, um, you know, we'll do sort of like a blind taste test. Um, and so my husband's won, and I was like, I, I told you. So you involve your kids in the meal planning, then it sounds like we do ask them. I mean, it's I, th- I feel like it's a good lesson overall. Like we include them in places that we include them, but the bottom line is that like we're the adults and we make the decisions, right? So we include them and ask them what you would want to eat this week. Um, Again, they will say macaroni and cheese every time, but um, at the end of the day, we also, they might get like a meal in there that is sort of their choice. Um, But sometimes there's a spin on it or sometimes there's vegetables involved that they didn't talk about. Um, but we also, they're, they're really good eaters and I, I want to take some of the credit for that, but I also just think that they've always been really good eaters. Um, but they'll, I mean, sometimes they'll ask for like linguine and white clam sauce, which my husband also makes a really delicious version of that. Um, so they'll like, and they'll ask for that, which I think is so incredible to have a seven and eight year old be like, have linguine and clams. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, but- it sounds like you've gotten them involved in the process at a really young age. Do they ever like help out with the actual food prep too? Mm-hmm, they do. Actually, my son will often wander into the kitchen, which I think is such a beautiful thing too. Like he sees his dad cooking So he'll walk in often and say like, can I help you? And he does a lot of, you know, like little, I'm always, and again, this is a thing that would stress me out because I'd be like, no, you you can't hold a knife. Like (laughs) 
Whereas I think the dad aspect is like, sure, let's do this together. And I'm like, I got to leave the room. Um, but so yeah, they'll come in and I do a lot more baking and I'll bake and my daughter will ask to do more baking with me. Uh, and then our son has been really into helping with like prepping meals or, and they, and they both enjoy it. And then they get to sit down and, um, they have those bragging rights around the dinner yeah. table. That's delicious. And they'll say like, well, thank you. <laughs> so you're ordering your groceries online right now? Is that we do. Yeah. We have a combination of both. We actually started to do it earlier this year. And it was funny because my, my husband in many ways is like stuck in the times. And so I'm like, why don't, why don't we order food that we don't have to spend two hours of our Sunday, like at the grocery store? And he's like, no, I really grocery store and get all the things. <laughs> okay. Um, and so then every once in a while we would kind of run low on time or we'd be cleaning or something. And I'm like, can I just order from the store? So we don't have to, one, le one less thing we have to do this weekend. And he'd let me every once in a while. And then finally, even before COVID and all of this happened, he was kind of like, um, this is divine. And I'm like, I know. Oh, I've well, that's what I've been telling you. <laughs> um, and now, obviously, with COVID, it, it's a little bit of both. We will do a lot of our ordering online, and then they, you know, they'll deliver it. And then there's just some things that are hard to find or navigate on a website. And so he probably does a once a week trip where he goes to the grocery store in all of his get up and gear and masks and all of that. Yeah. And go and get those few things that maybe we couldn't find or, or whatnot. So it's a little bit of a combination of both. Yeah. You've got a hybrid going on. <laughs> so have you, since you live in Mexico now, did your food choices change significantly when you moved there or not necessarily food choices, but the types of foods you prepare? Yeah. Um, I think we've, we've always really liked Mexican style food. We definitely make more now. Um, so I'm not, I think our food choices kind of depend on the season and like the thing that we're hung up on. Like we had when, when we started sort of isolating at home, we had like a month where every week we're just like, oh my God, tacos, 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 tacos. And now thinking about it, I don't remember the last time we had tacos. <laughs> so it kind of like depends on the other day he found some recipe that was like tuna cakes, which like they're like crab cakes, but yeah. uh, and, and it was funny because my daughter and I were like, oh, that sounds not good. And he was like, I made it and you're gonna have to deal with it and I was like fine but if nobody likes it right this back and forth and then he made it and I was like I'm so sorry it was so delicious it was really good <laughs> so yeah I, I think we always have I don't know this sort of roller coaster of of food right like we kind of plan out for the week and there's some things that are always top of mind that we end up putting in there a lot and then somehow they rotate out and something else comes in and um and on and on it goes. <laughs> yeah, phases, right? Yeah. Do you guys have any leftovers in your fridge right now? 
Yes, we there. And actually what we're eating tonight is leftovers from there's this Mexican restaurant called La Chata. Um, and it is just so good. And one of the bonuses of living in Mexico and ordering Mexican food is like we always over order just like so much food and but it, and it's still so cheap we ordered so much food and in the states i can't even imagine like what that would have cost us and here it was like maybe $30 or something and that fed us um the other whenever it was that we ordered it this week like it fed us the other night and now will be a whole other meal for dinner again tonight. And it's just like, how do you even beat that? You know, like it almost doesn't make sense for us to like cook dinner when we could order from this delicious, authentic Mexican food restaurant. And like the value is incredible. And they make this like huge tub of this like, I'm going to call it like a tomatillo sauce, but it's like a red tomato tasting sauce. I'm not a fan of, I don't like ketchup. I don't really like tomatoes. And somehow this sauce, I'm like addicted. I put it on my eggs in the morning and I always over order that. Actually lunch, like lunches have also become a thing that we've given to our kids to do because I don't know about you, but we freaking hate making lunch for school. (laughs) Oh, for school. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had to do it for a while, but we started this maybe like last year. They were still pretty young, but I said to my husband, if we could just buy stuff that they could put together, then we don't have to make lunches anymore. And so we'll have the bottom shelf of the pantry. We'll have the, like the granola bars, some crackers, maybe gummies, like fruit gummies, Um, And then in the fridge, we might have like mozzarella sticks and we'll buy cold cuts and sort of things like that. And so every, they don't necessarily love it, but oh, well. I'm a Um, huge fan of the grab and go lunch. Yeah. And I mean, that's what they're going to, most of the time, that's what they're eating. Like they would come back those lunch boxes and sometimes I'd be like, there's a whole sandwich in here. Like, why did I make this when you eat it? And so we would call them into the kitchen at like six o'clock, this sort of night routine would start and they would take out their lunchbox and then they would make it however they wanted to make it. And it usually was like a granola bar, some crackers. They'd take maybe like a couple of slices of ham and some cheese, but they would eat and make their own little lunch. I am definitely more, um, of the snack buying person. If it was up to my husband, he's like cornflakes, no sugar, nothing. And I'm like, that's boring. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely, you know, they like my style better, better than his. But so we'll have like ice pops and stuff now, just because I feel like that's such a fun summer treat. And like, really, if that's the only treat we get this whole summer, like not so bad, right? I think it's a pretty good, you know, it's a I, I think that works out for, for both of us. Like we're not doing anything we're we're pretty much at home all day. They can get an, an icy and call it a day. 
Well, that's awesome. I really loved hearing, actually in general, I like hearing how different people balance their Mm -hmm. food-related tasks between family members. And I, I really have enjoyed hearing how you guys do it too. If any of our listeners want to connect with you or hear more about what you're doing um, in your projects, how can they find you? Um, the easiest, quickest way right now to find me is probably Instagram. And the handle is at drinking the whole bottle. Uh, we have a whole website that has actually the dinner questions that we talked about earlier. There's a whole post where we talk about the four dinner questions that we ask around our table. And you can find that on drinkingthewholebottle.com. And then, yeah, eventually the podcast will come out. And that will also be, it's called Happy Hour. Um, Hour as in like the collective space. Hour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it also says uh, a podcast by Drinking the Whole Bottle. So if you look up Drinking the Whole Bottle as a podcast, it'll come up that way as well. Well, I will definitely be looking forward to that. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate your time. And uh, I really loved doing this with you. No. And thank you so much for having me. Like, I'm always so honored when somebody wants to like interview me or talk about, um, you know, how we celebrate and all of the intentional stuff. And just even watching what you've been doing through Instagram, I feel like there's there's so much stuff that's there and you're adding so much content and it's just been so fun to watch that growth. I really hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Jen as much as I did. I don't know if you could tell, but I was laughing through most of it. You can find all of her contact information linked in the show notes. So definitely, if you're not already, please check out what she's doing and all of her events with drinking the whole bottle. Stay tuned in weeks to come. I will be announcing some additional things that I'm going to be offering soon. So I hope I'm getting super excited and I hope you guys will stick around with me and join me for the fun too.